All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Your host, Dave Neal, co-host, Tasha Courtney, and recurring guest, David Gregory. How are you, buddy? Good, man. I'm good. Thanks for coming. And Boone's here, too, for those watching on the live stream. so needy. Uh, I can lean back now that we're all good to go. We're recording. (laughs) Uh, So how are you, man? How's everything going? Uh, things are going well, man. I'm back in L.A., man. I was I was gone for a while, so but I'm I'm back in L.A. I'm glad to be back in L.A. for now. You went to you went to ministry school, is that right? Yeah, Bible college. Bible college. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a changed man? You come back changed? You I'm miss not, us? I'm not the same. I'm not the same. Um, and that's that's the struggle that I'm dealing with because like uh, on stage I'm the same, but in personal life. And the way I am on social media, it's 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 slowly changing, man. What have you? Why? What have you learned? Or what? Have, what are you working through with yourself? <clears throat> um. Well, there's a lot, man. I uh, I realize that uh, there's a lot of pain that uh, th- like every comic has pain, but there's a lot of pain that I'm that I'm working through and learning how to reconcile with because uh, like I'm older, so so I don't I don't have the kind of time to sit there and try to like I don't know. It's just like I feel that I need to. It's about time for me to like. Yeah, get, there's a sense of together. urgency to yeah, like exactly. take control of yourself and yeah. and your destiny. And they, and yeah, they say when you feel pain, you're you're actually it's better. It's it's good even if it takes a while because you're finally like working out whatever sort of evils you've held on on the inside. Yeah, I'm not denying the pain, you know. And so uh, it's it's been it's been helpful to because when I first came here, I didn't have a strong spiritual like ground. And then, uh, and then I, f- I had to get that back, and uh, that's that's what going to Bible college did was get that spiritual ground. Back. You know, that's interesting because we talked a few years ago. Can you believe that we talked to my North Hollywood place by the pool? Yeah, that, that was, was like, a very spiritual conversation. It was. <laughs> that was a good. I'm not saying that. <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? Uh, that day I brought over pizza, right? Oh, that giant, the giant, that giant box? pizza, yeah. On the way over here, I ate pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I would kill for that right now. I know, I'm pizza so sounds hard. so good. By the way, we're drinking kombucha. Dude, uh, that was an incredible <laughs> place in, uh, was it NoHo? NoHo, yeah. That was Dude, the, that was a dope place. The only problem with that, it was just the roommates were, it was just a wacky situation. We yeah, couldn't had, all figure it out. We had the pool out. there and stuff. We had a four-bedroom yeah. house with a pool, tiki bar, screen-in ports, more couches than any group of men should ever own. Yeah. And we just like couldn't do the dishes. You know, it's, always, it's like, <sighs> that's a, that's a that's like a symbolism for like our country. Like, yeah, if you can't do the dishes or repair your bridges, dude. Our dishes like your pet peeve. <laughs> yeah. They're my pet peeve. I like I I can't like. Well, someone broke a glass and didn't clean it up, and oh, the God. and it was in the dog's food. What this happened? Yeah, There's no, that's this poor animal. Like that's just the shit. Anyway, I don't even want to get into yeah, that because right. it's not a huge issue. But it was like, what a waste of what so, could have been. So we had a spiritual conversation. I don't remember. It, it was like three we talked. Years ago. We talked about um, when you lost your virginity. If if, if, if anyone ha- wants to hear it, just go back and <laughs> yeah. search for Dave Gregory. It was yeah, no, you'll it was, have to look up was, the number. And I remember Tasha was like laying out uh off off uh i don't we didn't have a camera but off screen as yeah. it were and she was uh she, i think afterwards you're like well that was a, you guys had a serious talk because you know a lot, <laughs> a lot of the times you know sex actually we share it's funny stories this yeah. and that. but then a lot of the times like what's what's most interesting to me is finding like my own self-growth and growth in others yeah. and you were already well on your way at that point of like working things out but it, it feels like you were just starting to even talk about you know abuses as a kid or yeah yeah that's right that's that that was a time i started talking about uh, that on stage because i because before then i used to only talk about like my diabetes and stuff right but yeah i uh um it wasn't until probably last year around like march that i started really like exploring like spiritually because i started really looking i started looking into stuff like because uh, uh, i I'd, I'd never i never believed in like evolution like like it was taught me and I just had issues with it. I was like this I just didn't it didn't feel right. And so uh that's kind of how everything started. I started looking at that. Then I got involved with Scientology, which doesn't make me Did sound Did you really? Yeah. What? <laughs> I we have to know, I need to know more about this. <laughs> um okay, well what happened was I was getting my car fixed and and uh this girl started talking to me and she was cute. I'm like they're okay. They're always cute, right? They yeah, have to they're be. All, pretty. Like oh my goodness, <laughs> she was pretty. And then uh turns out she we became friends on Facebook, and she was mutual friends with a friend of mine from high school. And I was like, oh, how do you know him? He's like, oh, you're at the same church. I'm like, oh, what church? He's like, oh, the Church of Scientology. And I didn't even – it didn't – it was nothing. I was I was like, okay, yeah, I've heard of I've heard of you guys. And then weeks later, he hits me up, 
and it gets me to come to the center and i and i uh i took classes there for like a month and, he probably um, had to go before a council and they were like we demand you reach out to your friend and bring him in <laughs> you would you be know, a gold mine for them to get a to get a comedian like they 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 search oh, for because, people with voices you know what i mean yeah yeah um i just i uh they were they were really nice like they there wasn't anything crazy there. They were really nice. All the girls were just like beautiful. It was crazy. Anyways. I don't doubt it. You yeah. see them walking around. They, yeah, I'm the, just they're like, all dressed like men in black and they <laughs> No, it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, no, they were, it, yeah, they were they were it was actually it was actually it was actually they were actually pretty normal. Well, everyone and, in uh, LA is looking for a f- like a something to be a part of. Yeah. And that's Unity. it's the it, easiest city to like work out of, I think. Yeah, I just didn't agree with the philosophy they had because it's uh I just saw I just thought their teachers were very uh there was a lot of things I just didn't agree with, and I'm like, yeah, no, this is not for me. And then the more research I did outside of Scientology, it there was nothing like there was no f- there was nothing good of, about it. I was just spending yeah. a bunch of money. And, well, um, yeah, were well, you were you spending money? Yeah, I was. I spent like maybe like a hundred bucks. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I spent like I bought I, I I did two classes, and um yeah, and I just said this is not for me. And well, a lot of their tenants like their their philosophies aren't much different than a, a lot of other religions and it's that 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 surface level of like being a better person and like controlling well, your it's reality. Buddhism. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. But it's, it's, it's like a b- b- built into a pyramid scheme like on Well, the, yeah, that's cuz I mean it, it was L. Ron Hubbard, you know, this conspiracy is that L. Ron Hubbard started Scientology to make money. And the thing is, L. Ron Hubbard actually started the self-help movement. Like, he wrote the book Dianetics, which is like the first self-help book. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. And that people- was during an age when self-help was first emerging as a category. It was yeah. really popular. Oh, and then in the 70s, Scientology took off because it, it was like this anti-religion religion, yeah. you know? I can and, uh, totally it, see when when it, we watch the this uh, all these different Scientology documents how how people do get roped into that. But also, yeah. you're s- smart to have the the wherewithal to know that you're you're seeking for more. But that and that and it's smart to like research. Every Catholic, Christian, Jew person out there um, should they should research other religions. It only makes you yeah. feel you know they're all connected. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh there's a lot of um also there's a lot of deception out there, you know what I'm saying? And uh and that's one thing that I the uh because like a lot of people say you can agree you can agree with both and like and like that's fine, you do your thing, but like I can't agree with 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 two two I guess two philosophies because a lot of times they'll contradict each other like like you know like um I'm going to sound like a fundamentalist right now, but like <laughs> Like, like people's like, you know, you don't think that God could create through evolution and, and, and the issues I have with that is that it makes God seem less personal. It's like, uh, you know, I'll make humans, but through monkeys, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and so it's, that's something like I can't, I can't wrap my mind around because it's like, because I look at God as a relational being, you know? Yeah. And and like, and, and I look at, and and like, there's meaning, we all have meaning like, and, and it's in relationship. Sure. Like the purpose I think of life is relationship. Yeah, you know? we're all. Like, I I like to think we're all just one giant being. Yeah, like we're all part of a larger, way larger ecosystem. We we are the body. Right here. <laughs> yeah, dude. People being. love dogs. Is they're they're relation. They're the relational beings. I mean, they 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 love you unconditionally. And my thing with know? dogs, I always say, is the the curse is that they their lifespan is only like a ten percent of ours. So it forces mm-hmm. us to cope with love they're, and loss. Their life's object. They're they're like little object lessons because like a, a dog will teach you so much. I mean, like, there's so much wisdom in the simplicity of a dog. Unconditional loyalty. And living in the moment. That is one of the biggest things <laughs> that we can learn as humans, especially the older we get, because we, we tend to, like, we tend to, like, you know, because right now, like, I'm at a point where um, I'm trying to get somewhere, and I'm just, go, I'm just, like, I'm, like, why am I rushing? Let me enjoy the moment. Yeah, that's why you were late today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Tasha was all worried. I was like, "We're on colored people time, Tasha. Chill out. He'll get Dude, here when he gets here." And I'm never late for stuff. I'm usually no, always good. on time. But Dude, um, it's all good, man. The uh, yeah, but like just living in the moment, you know. And uh, it was um, like when you when you when you look like I noticed that like I enjoy stuff after they happen, and I need to not do that. I need to enjoy it when they happen. Yeah. You know? Well, that's a that's also a comedian thing. We're like we we want to race through all like all the successes we want. It causes us so much craziness. Like you want to get this big show, then you get 
ready for that stage time. You're yeah. like, I can't wait for this to be fucking over <laughs> because the, re- <laughs> the reward comes. Like, yeah. that's my time. Thank you. Yeah. And you get the fuck off stage. That's when the reward comes. Yeah. After we've kind of been like, uh, but it also, that's that, those types of feelings push us to our edge. Those are the cliffs that we're jumping off of. I, you know what it is too is that, uh, uh, doing, doing stand up in Los Angeles, it, 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 cause it's such a showcase town, it makes you, it makes you want fame that much faster instead of trying to get better at comedy. Yeah. I was just saying this today to Tasha. How uh, I don't mind saying the name at Flappers. I did a show last night. It was a, it was a fun show. It was Boston themed, which I could see if you're not from New England, you would hate. It was just, yeah. Hey, the fucking this and that. <laughs> Everyone was doing their own. What are Boston. you guys doing yeah, here? Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> and um, I literally dropped more f bombs in this four minute set than I would normally do in a whole <laughs> wow. week. And four um, minutes. Yeah. So we all did four minutes, and then yeah. but only 19 people showed up. It was a Yahoo room, so it's a small room. Oh, so it was so, a good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's crowd a, yeah, for that room. Crowd, yeah. But they needed two more people to show up for the comics to get drinks like we didn't get any free drinks let alone pay my sister oh. my sister texted me yesterday be like do you get paid for your bachelor recap videos i'm like Haha, you're so funny chase hold like, on so so if you get enough people in there as audiences you get free drinks the comics do so the comics don't even yeah well it basically says well, normally a, don't you always get free drinks at a normally show if like, you do like even a, if you're not getting paid depending on the event depending and, on the anywhere venue. but LA pretty much yeah but, so, LA, but the point yeah. is that like in New York or other clubs the, it's not expected for the comics to bring people yeah. it's an incubator for you to get funny like we all know we're funny we need yeah. the stage time to really get good and then people will be like I want to go see Dave Gregory I want to yeah. go and that's 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 what we search for is like give me the space in the room to to grow and succeed in LA we're all in we're all swimming in a very small pool just kicking each other yeah i mean now i don't i don't advertise as much as i used to man uh the shows which is probably part of the reason why i don't get booked as much but like i um i just had to i just stopped because i was like you know what man um cuz you you get all these people it's like yeah i'm gonna come see you i'm gonna come see you and they never come see you yeah and it's discouraging but i think uh, I think the the main reason I don't do it is because I'm like I know I just need to get funnier. Yeah, you know? it's not your job to be like the people wrangler. Like that's yeah. you know I guess it's part of it. In that the is beginning. a type or of person though. Yeah, or if you're like you know just starting out, bringer shows are part of it. But it gets to a point where like. That's not your job anymore. Your job no. is to be the entertainment. Yeah, we're yeah. we're like in that weird place where we're above what gets a lot of people stage time, but below yeah. the marquee name, and that's okay. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. The, the show that we did in the spring at the at, at USC, the backyard oh, fraternity yeah, I show. That, yeah. So Adam Hunter, love him, hilarious, really nice guy. He was yeah. going to headline, but he had like somewhere to go, and so he had to oh, go up yeah. early. And I was like, Dave Gregory can close this show out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a good. There's there's good honor. There's Have a good you done bad, his show? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. I did it during the Olympics, and it was a it was a oh, tough crowd. I had, I had to compete with the women's gymnastics, like literally on the TV behind like me. But <laughs> Luke and, and I know, that. like Chappelle shows up. By the way, Chappelle smoked a cigarette right next to me in Santa Monica the other what? day. What? It was <laughs> raining. It was raining, and there was like one area that I had yeah. like cover. Did you and talk I, to him? No. He ah. had he had two like hoochies with him. And hoochies. He, he, yeah. <laughs> so he's smoking a cigarette, and I just look up, and I, he just, I just like watch him walk by, and I go, "That was Dave Chappelle." And the valet <laughs> guy goes, "That was Dave Chappelle." And then he comes back, and he's just standing there, he's doing his playing. Dave Chappelle, I don't. It's a horrible, horrible accent. But um, I just watched him get into a tiny Porsche with two girls with large asses. It was a very. Oh, I was wow. like, "That's that's his dream, just to cram as many booties into the smallest sports car he can Man, find." Chappelle is. A genius man. he's a genius yeah it's just like yeah i um yeah that guy a lot of people don't know him, I, which is crazy i uh well i mean yeah you know what's crazy about it is that like i don't get starstruck like i i like i'll see a lot of celebrities i'm friends with a lot of celebrities and i don't get starstruck I'll, it's like whatever but when i saw him like i shuddered because <laughs> like comedically like that guy like i like i never vibe with someone so much like it's gonna sound ridiculous, but like his thinking, I like okay. He had a, he had a bit about like the black white cons- like the black white uh, supremacist, uh-huh. and like this is gonna sound stupid, but I had an idea like that like when I was like a kid. Not saying that like I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I was just like, dude, it, I was like, dude, I don't. I'm trying to make sense of this, but it was well, when that I he saw has it, relatable stuff. Yeah, when I when I saw it, I was like, "This is so absurd! It's up my alley." Because 
Cause, well, yeah, you know my style. I'm, I'm like very absurd, and I'm like that is my style. You know what I'm saying? And it just vibe with me. I'm like, dude, this guy is incredible. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, but that's I love his that's style. good though. That like you that you relate to him, and that you're also you're not. Here's the thing. Well, we were talking about the, the war of art. I have the I have the book out. I was gonna read it. I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> it's a story time. So I I have people are literally buying this book because I just like talk about it so much. But it's like you're not you're not at home doing some like desk day job where you're like i could be him you're doing yeah, it yeah. And, and it's important to be like oh my gosh i see a guy like sebastian Maniscalco. is that the same right yeah, he, I think so, yeah. He, he goes on stage and does these like wild act outs and he's super energetic some people don't like that they think it's hacky and poor writing yeah. but uh, but it's like to see someone in front of a giant crowd with just a microphone do something wild it's like fuck like you're not you're not necessarily always there but you're playing with the same sort of route to get there so it's important to look at your idols and Luckily with comedy, we get to like walk amongst them. We get to walk into clubs yeah. and see them. Who did I watch? Oh, I watched Joey Diaz last night talk about how his cat, Coco he, Diaz. yeah, jo- Coco, his motherfucking cat, he g- gave his cat blow and he's doing a joke and it's fucking <laughs> hell. And the whole audience was there to see like family friendly stuff and he's still killed. Because he's because he just knows what he's doing. He's 20. what are you momos doing here, that guy? <laughs> and I told yeah. Tasha I was walking by the kitchen, and he, he said like, "Hey, what's up, pal?" Like, because w- when you're like a normal like a civilian walking by the kitchen, you're probably a comedian if you're not yeah. like dressed in a waiter's outfit. Yeah. So like maybe he thought he knew me, but I've never met him before. But he was just like super. It, comics are like they're just cool because they still play these little rooms. There's no uh, there's there's no ego there. You know. What yeah. I'm saying? Sorry about that. No, no worries. Um. So what do you? So actually, this is completely off topic, but I wanted to mention it because uh, I've been I've been uh, teasing it for the last three episodes. Tasha went to the women's march in Washington mm-hmm. this week, so I, I know she's looking at me like I don't want to talk about it. But yeah. I'm so politicked out. I just my nerves That's are exhausting. fried. My nerves are fried. <laughs> yeah. But in the end, it's, like, it's not even every politics. Every time I open Facebook, I'm just like, oh my god, another fucking dumpster fire. It's like every. <laughs> Every ten minutes or something else, I, I've run out of rage. Well, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and learn how to. But it's important to embrace. It's important, important to embrace like um, causes. Like no one goes on a breast cancer walk till they know someone who died of breast cancer. It just right. doesn't happen. You don't go. You don't do things until it personally affects you. Yeah. And with Tasha, the Women's March, it's just a positive. It's just a. It, yeah, it was an amazing experience. It really was. It was one of the coolest things. Um. I think it's a there's been a lot of criticism, Mm -hmm. you know, just online, all sorts of criticism from every angle, which I'm sure is like is is all part of like the scheme, right, to keep us divided. But I don't know. I hear a lot of hate for like beginner activists and I don't know. Poser. Super. It's just stupid stuff. Oh, that is not inclusive. It's like it was one of the most intersectional sort of platforms I've seen in a long time. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just I thought it was an amazing experience. I thought we made a fucking statement. And um, I was really excited about it. The thing with 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 having a movement and and fighting for something is that in the end, whether you mean to or not, you're setting up divisions. And in that like the Women's Mm -hmm. March uh, men, of course, thousands of men marched in it, but other men felt like they didn't, uh, like it wasn't about them. So it's like, oh, fu- oh, have fun with your women's thing. Who's going to make the sandwich? You know like, what, I, though? On the other end of that spectrum, I saw a few people on Facebook, Facebook friends that were guys mm-hmm. that a few days before the women's march were like, hey, what's the protocol here? Like, am I allowed to come? How should I show my support? Should yeah. I be be supportive of this on Facebook? Should I show up with my megaphone? What is this about? Are men allowed in this space? And, you know, all of the women who responded were like, yes, please come show up with your microphone. Like we need you as an ally. And so that, that was really cool. The thing, so I used to go to Promise Keepers. My stepdad is uh, he big into Promise Keepers, which yeah, is a men's that. Christian organization. It was huge, man. It was huge, and um, it was it was one billion percent positive. It was about mm-hmm. being the best husband, the man. Um, but it was also kind of built into like a, a, maybe a more conservative Christian view. Mm-hmm. So we did we did a march in Washington, a, a really awesome event, and they had millions millions raised for this event and uh, given out. Uh, everything was free, and it was all donated. Uh, but there, there were there were women protesting that because it didn't it didn't it was like it wasn't about them and it, and I so I can I can look back and understand that they had the inkling like they had they had their own concerns. They protested against Promise Keepers. Yeah, there was just. A I don't gr- know anything about Promise Keepers. Like, yeah. what's their 
platform? Well, you what could probably they, pick apart some of like the. What lead, were they marching for? Well, it, it's it's not. It, well, here's the difference. It's, well, it wasn't, it wasn't for like a lack of rights. It was a gathering. Like, how do men become better? Men, fathers, and husbands, and I got to go at like so why ten. Women pro- well, just because it was because. But it why was, were they marching? It wasn't a march wasn't so a much march. as like a, a celebration. A cel- yeah, yeah, call it like a celebration, a gathering, kind of like an uh, like a gigantic church Meet service up. with like a million million guys. So like, speakers well, I mean, and I mean, all that. They oh, yeah. even had like the million man march, and uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember that, but that was when uh, there was a million black men in Washington D.C. marched. Yeah. And this was like a huge thing that happened like in the 90s. I yeah, think. for sure. Well, and they're all just, they're all great examples of pushing in the right di- direction. Was it but for like equal rights? I don't remember what it was for. And I'm probably so bad for not remembering. No, that's it fine. For, it's yeah. hard on the spot. To, but yeah. they're all, yeah, they're all examples of, of trying to do the right thing, but knowing that there's someone's going to call out the hypocrisy that exists somewhere within that. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, so Christianity, so much it, of it is to do the right thing, but yeah. but then you get a pastor who spends all the money on a jumbo jet, and you get like people in, innately are shitty. Well, that's what you call a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, uh, for instance, like the ministry that uh, that that I came, the Bible college that I went to, like um, like is it's a it's a reputable ministry. And like you know, they they make, I mean, it's they make a few million dollars, but there's, there's nothing, accountability. There's for accountability how they spend for it, it, and it's all done towards. It's all spent on ministry. Like they actually, they actually print out, um, like tracks, like Bible studies, and they send, uh, they send literal like. Like uh, what do you call those things you put in the back of trucks? Like like bins, like huge like your crates, crates to like Africa and like like different countries, and they send it out there for free. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, and it's it's a it's a very good ministry. Lightbearers dot org. If you Lightbearers dot org. I'll put that in the. Org. So yeah, how, and, uh, how do you fight the the people that that are like so that have had bad religious experiences? That how do I fight? You don't fight. You man. just you meet people where they are. You know, like uh, like. Like um, the the uh, thing is, is that the gospel's just been so so diluted and so that so, people put so many like the problem with Christianity is, is other Christians. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's people. <laughs> it's a people it's, problem, it's, yeah. not a religion like, problem, because people yeah. will twist things around to Ex- use for exactly. their own personal cause and, and instead uh, of looking at like total picture of what Jesus meant and Jesus's love. Yeah, exactly. Like okay, like uh, for instance, like. Um, so so basically what what I'm going to start doing is uh I'm actually I was actually thinking about starting a podcast called Bible study with uh Bible study with comics where I bring a comic on there and I give them a Bible study. That's amazing. Yeah. And so it's just kind of show them why I believe what I believe in and uh and show that it's a, it's an incredible message at the end of the day because a lot of times like with other philosophies people take other people's opinions on it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's actually it's like, "Yeah, I read the Bible, but did you study it?" Because a lot of times you read things out of context, like like uh, and this is probably too deep, but like for instance, like in the Hebrew, there's no negative imperative, so there's certain phrases that are said in the King James version that that aren't like that aren't necessarily that taken out of context, you know. And so when you read them in con- contextually, it'll it'll make more sense. But yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's a uh, um. So there's y- y- there's no combating. It's just meeting people where they are. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm gonna present the gospel to you. And you pray for them, and if they don't, if they like, if they want the, if they accept the gospel, fine. If they don't, then you move on. You can't. So you how know. do you, how do you worry about like if you meet, say you you meet a girl and yeah. she's a good, she's a smart, driven woman, but she, yeah. it, like some some people are just naturally turned off because they've they've had things jammed down their throat. Obviously, yeah. stuff that you're not doing, but you know, we've all got like my aunt. I got, we all have an aunt who like corners us. And mm-hmm. and or like thinks we're like on some horrible mission, and it's like no, like you just don't get kind of like what our generation's doing. Well, the thing the thing is with uh with 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 I guess being a minister of the gospel is you sell yourself, you make sure people if like if lead people, by example. Yeah, exactly. And if people like you, they're gonna like what you're telling them. What you, you stand for. Like, there's people that said they will come watch me preach because they like me, and they're not even. I would watch you preach. You see, <laughs> exactly. I would. I did a Friday <laughs> uh, Friday night at the stand up show. Yeah, and Dave, just... Dave was on the show, and I was just like, "Oh, this guy," because you're you you say it in a you're you're present. Pre- thank you, man. Um, but it's just kind of like there there's people that are, that are, like they like me, so like if I can if I can just like like 
you know, if I if I was like a jerk to you, and then I come to you with the gospel, you're like, dude, get out, get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? Because like you don't like me. Like when I was up there, we had to do this thing called outreach, and we had to go door to door and offer Bible studies. And literally, Bible studies were like falling into my lap. Me and my partner. Oh, really? And yeah, because it's like. It's like, you know, because God's blessed me with, like, the gift of gab and just being a people person. And I was able to just, like, you know, I would talk to people, and they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily be interested. And then I would offer them, and they'd be like, yeah, you know, I like you. <laughs> you know? There was one dude that actually said no. This is hilarious. Like, we're at his door, and we're talking. I'm like, yeah, man, so, you know, if you had an opportunity to learn more about the Bible, would you be interested? And he was like, no, you know, I'm not really interested. And I was like, all right, cool, man. We'll be here next week. And he was like, okay. And we showed, we showed up. I know I sound like a bully, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear him say no. I thought he said yes. Oh, really? Yeah. And then when I said, okay, we'll be here next week, he was like, okay, fine. And, and then, <laughs> <laughs> so, it was so, my part, my, my, my partner told me that, dude, like he said no, but he, but you got to study. I'm like, what? You must have, so you must have not believed his no. I, I, Which, by the way, does not work for dating. Was yeah, so this weird. sounds like rape. It sounds like spiritual <laughs> rape. Right? Like, but, but he didn't dude, consent to your Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was, dude. The guy, the guy's incredible, man. His dude's name is Min. He's like, he's like twenty two, and uh, it was crazy because we went over there to give him the Bible study, and this guy was like ripping bong rips, like just taking bong rips after another, and I, I'm just like giving him scripture and stuff. He's like, you, <laughs> he's like, you don't mind, do you? I'm like, dude, no, I, and. And I'm just like, no, I'm good, man. You're good. So anyway, so if you look at the first he's John. Like, he's like, <laughs> Matthew chapter 7. <sighs> Dude, it was, it was wild, man. It was wild. And, uh, but uh, it, was, it was powerful, man. That, that whole thing was very powerful. And uh, we studied with Mormons. And uh, that, was, that was also pretty powerful. And, um, yeah, man, I, I had a, I had a uh, you got to meet people where they are, man. That's the most effective thing, man. He's like, listen, man. The, and you have to be people's friends. Actually, actually like people. Don't, don't like you know. You, you present the gospel to somebody because you like them, but that's not the only reason you're you're their friend. You're their friend because you you like them. You yeah, for sure. You don't because there's people that they'll they'll be like there'll be people that have ulterior motives. Like I'm your friend, but just because I want to save you, and it's like that's not that's yeah. not the goal. It's oh, that's like, the worst is when people like people are like I feel I I feel bad for you. Exactly. That's the worst. It's like disrespectful of other people's belief system and like you said you have to meet people where they are jesus hung out with prostitutes and thieves like you you can't be judgmental or like shoving your ideology down someone else's throat that's the first thing did he live on hollywood boulevard (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying that's how how you turn people away (laughs) Uh, you know that's how you push them away the um it's It's ineffective it's it's, uh, a it also like it's it's also like i mean one thing that that i learned over there is that like uh is that like I, I believe that there are going to be atheists and gay people in heaven? You know, I believe there's going to be like a lot of different people from different because not because like because like even though not everybody is like oh like you know they're like oh I'm 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 I accept Lord Jesus Christ I I still believe that some people are moved by the Holy Spirit they just don't know what it is like you see those people like in the Bible it says I think it's in James twenty James tap it's in chap, James one, chapter one verse twenty seven. It it gives you the definition of religion and the definition of religion, according to the Bible, is going out and like feeding the homeless and visiting the widow and the fatherless. Doing the most good. Doing the good. Doing good. It's. And so I'm like, oh, wow, this is incredible. So, but there's, I know atheists out there that, that are like feeding homeless people. Yeah, are, for sure. That are doing good. So when they and listen. And on the flip side, if I, I don't want to get into a political discussion, but I know yeah. plenty of Christians who are doing as much as they can to damage health care for women across the world yeah. in, the, in the effort of saving babies, they're going to... People are going to die of HIV and cervical cancer and and die giving birth and children are not going to be able to escape abusive yeah. relationships. How do we evolve? You know, it's like, look, what's really doing the most good here? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's like uh, I think I think one thing that that the world needs to do is uh, is not only pray when things go bad, but pray when things are going good, because, you know, you'll have you'll have something where. You know, like the Boston bombing <laughs> or like the, the things that happened in Paris. And it's like, oh, we need to pray for Paris. Oh, we need to pray for Orlando. We need to pray for Boston. It's like, 
are these the only times you're praying? Like it's it's kind of yeah, like the you, whole thoughts and prayers. As, TMP. The, I mean, the purpose of prayer is to is to establish like a relationship with with our Creator, you know, and to and to stay in constant communion. Like Jesus was always praying, and he was in constant communion. That's how he did it. That's how he was able to walk this earth blameless and perfect, you know. Yeah, <laughs> because he stayed in communion with his Father, and so he taught us, hey, we need to stay in communion with our Father. Continue praying. He's like. He's like you pray, and 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 and, uh, and it's something that I struggle with is prayer. You know, it's 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 not because it, it's it's uh it, it's it's boring. <laughs> you know, it's flat out is boring. But but like uh, I think ways that that help. I think what helps me is that I'll I'll actually pray while I'm while I'm like driving or something like that. Like I'll be in your own like just quiet moments. Yeah, I'll have quiet moments where I'm talking to God. And I'm like, oh, so prayer doesn't always have to be like me like this but this does help when you're like when you when you kneel and pray and like you really pray like i could, i would suggest anybody to just like try it like try to try to pray start with like five minutes then try to do longer dude and it's it's incredible yeah, i always say ask it's um i got this from the prayer of jabez as a kid oh yeah that's but a good it's book. just like ask for like enlarge my territory and yeah. be okay with asking for more not in a greedful way but because the more you have the more you give it sounds yeah. like a shitty trickle down in economics you, you, but like the more you have the more like if i had if i when i when i become the headliner or, or good stand-up comedian that i want to be and like i want to be able to like provide for younger comics and be like give them stage like we all we all get more like love and in positive vibes from yeah. helping others. So how do we get ourselves you, to a place where we we're not just like desperately what is that seeking rising tides, you, you, you have to, ships or something? Yeah. You have to know you have to okay, when you ask for something, like God gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. You know? And and at first it may be painful and you may be upset, but you're gonna be thankful for having that. Like um like I wanted something like year this is like ten years ago I wanted something, and God gave me something and it was just like I I was so upset about it, but I'm so thankful that I had that experience. Looking back, for and, sure, yeah. and, and it blessed me completely, you know. And as a dude, a uh, friend of mine, comedian uh, Ron G, he was like, "You got to stop blocking your blessing, man." <laughs> <laughs> he talks like those black televangelists. You got to stop blocking your blessing, brother. <laughs> no, but he was, and it's just like I was like, I need to stop blocking my blessing. Like, okay. I guess this is the best, better time than any. I um, it's been hard for me to like even just say this, but uh, I'm gonna have to take um, to to um stop doing comedy. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, because I have a burden to uh, spread the gospel, and I can't. I can't right now where I am spiritually. I can't do both. Um, because I'm not being a good example on stage because what I'm talking about on stage doesn't reflect my lifestyle. And, uh, at this point, cause I, the purpose of going to that school was to go there and to be able to, 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 uh, spread a positive message on stage. Sure. And it's not working, but you're not, you're, you know, the, the core thing that a comedian wants is to relate to the audience. So you're, you're yeah. still going to have an audience that you relate to. Yeah. I want to relate in but a way more, but I feel deep. that it's damaging me spiritually when I'm up there talking about what I talk about because it's like, yeah. because because I get up there and it's just like I'm just it's just all this anger that that I'm just spewing out and it's just like yeah it's funny but like it's not edifying me or the people that I'm talking to and I'm like and and uh and also like I took a lot of training at that school and I feel that if I don't use it right now I'm going to lose it and uh and and <laughs> and it, and somebody spent good money for me to go to that school like the guy just paid for my tuition oh really yeah he's it was incredible he's like yeah i'll pay for i'll pay for it was like five thousand dollars he just believed in you yeah he's well he's known me for like forever like okay since i was like 14 so that's great that's that's really great though to have somebody that like for no other reason just believes in your voice yeah it was it was incredible man and uh and and um and i um i'm so thankful to have like people and then there are people up at that school that have been praying for me and and right now, um, I'm actually uh, waiting on a call from somebody tonight in Berkeley for uh, um, for some ministry work. Oh, great! Yeah, I'm so I might be I might be leaving L.A. and uh, it's so crazy to say, man, because I know you mi- well. You missed L.A. a lot when you were up there, dude, right? Dude, I was going nuts in Oregon. But dude. <laughs> the good thing too is though the good thing that you can hold on to is that comedy and and like 
speaking, they're so intertwined. Yeah. My our preacher at my church growing up mm-hmm. had a gift for comedy, and that's what made him such a powerful speaker. But churches are the easiest audience. Uh, when I see when I see uh, like my priest or whatever, but he'd get a joke out and ah, bah, bah. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! That- <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? Crush. <laughs> Is that like uh, these pastors? You know, they do a different sermon every week, dude. You imagine coming to the new 45 minutes I know. every week? I know. Yeah, you gotta work out this new material. Like, we heard <laughs> we heard that last Sunday. <laughs> You got to do different dude, different uh, churches. I mean, and I, I mean, I love studying the Bible. Preaching, it doesn't like, dude. I did. I had to do a, a preaching practicum in front of uh, uh, three three of my favorite speakers. Believe it or not. So imagine having to do ten minutes in front of like your three favorite comedians. Yeah, <laughs> and like, uh, what they say? Um, well, I don't. Rem- okay, one one guy, uh, Ty Gibson. Look him up. Incredible, incredible okay. speaker. Really good author. Like he has this book called A God Named Desire. You should check it out. Anyways, um, he said, he said, Dave, you have this like this like mag- magnetism, like like a very likable likability, likable thing about you, you know, and um, and I don't. It was so, and then uh, and 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 just kind of like he said, people are like drawn to you, and and like and I just I, and uh, what else did he say? I don't remember what else, but I was so nervous because I'm not. Like I've not preached like enough, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and it's nothing like stand up, because you can't you can't really wing things, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're, a swear word can't always be the punchline. <laughs> when a joke's not no. working, you end with fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't do that, and it's just like it was it was it was scary, man. And um, and then uh, good grief, I think. But yeah, it, it was just kind of like um. It, it it was it was scary and then I was like you know I need to I need to like I need to like uh, work more on this yeah you know but and, what a good, what a great start though that that just the synapses between your thoughts coming out of your mouth on stage and the performance that you're giving yeah. you've already got years of experience with that I I can relate to not not a pre, not not like appreciating your material because I personally I I I'm way more. Uh, into into self help stuff than my act. Like I, on stage, it's more about like the 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 struggle. But like I love like the War of Art and Power of Intention and and All Wayne Dyer and I love that that stuff about make me better. So like I surround myself with better power of yeah. attraction. Yet yet I mean that shit's for me. I just haven't I found an angle to make that funny on stage. Yeah. But I understand when I'm doing it. And it's like, I, you know, the audience loves my dick pic joke. Like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about like, you know, the the little like fire inside of all of us that makes us all connect. You want to you want to make a statement on stage. You yeah. Know? And that's what I was doing before I went to Barber College. I had I was like, oh, I have something to say. And I was saying it. But like, um, and I'm just like, let me let me say that, you know. Because because that's gonna help people and also like yeah. encourage them. Because I I noticed that like um, that's what George Carlin was trying to do towards the end of, oh, his, yeah. of his career. Absolutely, because he was like, it's, "I'm done with the jokes." He just went on these rants. He's like, "You guys, you know, it's just he just kind of like he started." And really, if it like, takes you 25 years to get to yeah. that, and you have five like philosophical years, yeah, is it worth it? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, George Carlin in heaven because like I I just think. Because he was a thinking person, like you know, he was. I res- like I didn't I didn't agree with all of his philosophy, but I I respected yeah. his philo- like I respected how he like what his thinking. You know, like I was like he was a thinking person that, and and he I think that was, that uh, encouraged other people to exactly. also think at a higher level yeah. as well. He's, yeah, he's exactly, in, and he made it funny even though like yeah. he didn't have to. Like it was it was <laughs> he's already enlightening genius. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so much truth. The, the shit that <laughs> that he came up with was really. I mean. Yeah, it was so it, applicable to like to to every day. Yeah, and it's just like that. That was that was incredible, man. But um, yeah, I um, I just have a burden to uh to to spread the gospel, man. At least for now. I mean, I'm I mean, L.A. and comedy will always be here. God bless you. Bless you. You're full of the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Times Dude, two. well, you definitely need to do the pot that podcast. That's yeah, a, gonna, that's a go, I'm man. I'm gonna do that. that. You can reach way more people initially, at least. Uh, three, three is a blessing. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I maybe you know, it's probably tough for you because you're you're like when we get so close to our own goals and everything. But yeah. I think we all trust you 
that even if you're going to go, you, that you're 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 going to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and also like things haven't been working out comedically for me lately. Like I'm just doing like local shows, and it's just like I'm not really making any money at this, which is not, which is not like the point, or it's not that's not. It's not going to happen. Either. Sure. But, but you when still you find bills. yourself no longer feeling fulfilled by it and you yeah. find yourself drawn to something else, that's that's I, called I, following the breadcrumbs. That's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And also, well, here's the thing, too, is that like uh, I love comedy and I love doing it. And like, um, but it's just like, OK, for instance, like I have a friend um, that I met up there. She's like she's an incredible person. But um, she came. she actually came down to L.A. And we spoke for a little, like we spoke, we ate lunch, we spoke, and she, we had a prayer. And she, she just told me, like you know, that she feels that I should, she feels like, like uh, that I should, that I should do like get in the ministry. Like she, she was very, <clears throat> she, I feels like she get in the ministry. And then we had a prayer, and uh, and she said that, uh, listen, you know, I, I should, I'm gonna pray that if. If this is not what God wants you to do, then I pray that these d- that doors close. You know, for so God. you so you have like for, the resolution and knowledge of that you're heading in the right direction. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, like like if the if the, yeah if let's say if comedy is something that I'm not supposed to do at this point, then the doors should be closing. And um, and I and I and like when she said that, it it scared the crap out of me because I was like, because yeah. I because I knew because I knew that like. That there was weight there that 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 was like a possibility. Yeah, but you, you know, know, detachment that that like leads to detachment from like needing the bookings and needing this. So I feel yeah, like good yeah. opportunities will it, come to you whether it's through corporate speaks right. speaking or engagements on a much larger level. Like you're yeah. definitely built as a guy who's I got a message to share. Yeah, and, and uh, we 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 put it, you know, we check the entertainment v- box or the spirituality box, but there's no reason that you can't reach people spiritually through entertainment. Doesn't mean you have to do stand up. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I have faith in you and I I just I hope that you feel because that's what we all everyone's, you know, uh can I read this passage? Yeah, go ahead. My <laughs> Bible the War of Art. So I I always I found this one randomly today, War of Art, page 142. Resistance feeds on fear. We experience resistance as fear, but fear of what? Fear of the consequences of following our heart. And then it says, um, what's, the, what's the one main... Resistance feeds on fear. These are serious fears, but they're not the real fear, not the master fear. The mother of all fears that's so close to us that even when we verbalize it, we don't believe in fear that we will succeed. So there's a, there's a bunch of other amazing gems in there. Every sentence is like groundbreaking to me. But the fear that we won't succeed, and I'm not saying you have a fear, but mm-hmm. it's it's like a it's like we all have a fear that if we choose one path, we're yeah. letting the other one go, and it's yeah, all it's all part. Is that it's that, all part of the same journey. Like every experience yeah. we have is something that's building us into the person that we are meant to become. And there's no doubt that like your genius at comedy, this craft that you've been honing for a decade, is going to help guide you in the next thing that you're doing what got you into stand-up um well i've been told to do stand-up like my entire life and then um it wasn't until um my agent dropped me that i got into it okay so you felt you felt like nothing to lose the first agent that i had dropped me and uh, the one out here and then i was like you know what let me just do comedy and i started doing comedy and i'm like oh this is i love this this is this is incredible yeah you know because like because like uh I would say like actors are the are one of the artists that are one of the artists that are one of the few artists that don't really work on their art every day. For sure. And it's gave me an opportunity to have an art that I can work on daily. Yeah, you and know? if you're not working on your art every day, you start to feel all these weird feelings like you're not pursuing. You're just yeah. sitting by the phone. And that yeah. was for me when I did I did act I acted for four or five years before yeah. I had the balls to try stand up. Now yeah. it's like I can do a four minute set have a great time and just know that all right i'm one i'm i've invested more time into my pension which for me is my act yeah i mean it's uh yeah exactly and um it was um it was uh that and then uh yeah it, it was yeah i think uh i didn't start taking comedy like serious until a year in and that was uh Somebody, somebody had gotten a special, and I'm just like, I didn't think that they were. Uh, what's the word? Um, 
better than you <laughs> yeah i was like oh they're good but it's like that's attainable yeah you know well because so, we initially just see the george carlins and for me like yeah. chris rock and you're like who how the fuck do you get to that yeah and i was like and i then know like, that oh. i've seen that guy before like he's funny but it's like it's not like it's not like he's like eons above me so sure. so i was like you know let me let me put the work in man and then i that's when i really started like hitting the ground running man and i was you know i started doing like yeah, like twenty plus mics a week, man. Just yeah, that's how there. I met you. I, yeah. I I was like I, I was like, who's this dude with the bleached hair? Oh you had, wow, like, you're yeah, in like bleached hair, ago, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> I feel like I I didn't. That's yeah. how you have to meet. It's almost like meeting people in like school because yeah. you get put into the same room with people, and it's like if you don't meet them and like introduce yourself, then eventually you're just gonna know each other. But not was even. it at the store that we started hanging? That out? I thought it was Flappers actually. Okay, I feel like at, at that mic, but yeah. it, either way, it was a long time ago. Like, yeah, it, it goes by fast, doesn't it? It does, man. It does. We're already at the point where we got to wrap things up. Um, uh, even if you don't do stand up anymore, will you still come on the podcast and talk to us? Yeah, if I'm in town, dude, I'd love to, man. I I, I really don't want to leave L. A., but I have to just because it's like I just don't feel as good for me spiritually. But like, I hear uh, you, and maybe and maybe at some point it will be. It's kind of like um, a prism of what just what it is. Like different towns, different cities. For me, I yeah. hated New York at one point and loved yeah. it at the other, and it's just the, it's just where you yeah. are. Something yeah. about a move can be kind of like a rebirth as well because yeah. it gives you the opportunity to kind of start from scratch, make new friends, yeah, new place, new like yeah. attitude. And, and I'm not I'm not necessarily like like where I live. Like um, I mean like. I'm not crazy about like the like the environment. Like my roommate is cool, but it's just like there's something about that. Just where I am, it's just the energy is a little weird, and I'm just like I need to, I need to be in a different energy. So well, keep on your uh, path, yeah. man, and Thank and you. and I hope that if you know if and when you do come back or whatever, that it's just with some sort of added kind of purpose. Like you know your purpose, but just, yeah, you know uh, that's what it's like. I love when comics will go away and come back with a new bit that they've polished up you're like oh shit this guy's work because we don't see it in the day-to-day yeah. we just we we kind of like don't see but then you're like when yeah. i go back to new york my, my friends who haven't seen me in a year they're like oh shit that you got tight and it's like yeah i've been working and you got tight too like we yeah both. you know what's weird man i uh i'm going i might be going to berkeley you know who else left la and went to berkeley who Richard Pryor. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Don't do crack. <laughs> That's but, great. I mean, yeah. and uh, if so, if you go to Berkeley, it'll be it'll be uh, for I to mean, to be a minister. To spread the gospel, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what the position is for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out tonight, hopefully. That's cool, man. And, um, yeah, I just gotta, I just gotta trust God's will and be like, you know what? Yeah, she's, you know, if she offers me. I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm down. And exactly. Just, and if it's not the right opportunity, I just hope that I that I just hope. You know, my biggest concern is it's gonna sound so small, but like the weather. <laughs> <laughs> like, San Francisco is nice. No, it's not, <laughs> dude. It's always cold and gray and windy. Like it is windy. But the thing you appreciate when I lived in New England, like those snowy days, the winter, the hibernation. Then you appreciate, like in New York, the first day, the yeah. first day that it breaks sixty degrees, everyone in New York's like, "Fuck yeah!" Like you're, it's just a different vibe. And versus they have really nice late summers too. Like everyone else on the East oh, Coast is going to yeah. be suffering with snow in yeah. November and it might be 75 degrees and you're like getting a suntan you're on your You're talking about like the, those Indian summers? Yep. Yeah. I, I guess it's, but they're short though. Like, yeah, it's like probably a, only two months. Yeah, like a summer here is like four months. You know or like six or eight. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the hottest <laughs> shit Which, Because I'm from Florida, man. So like that, you know, like I can vibe with like, you know, tropical weather. But like, I mean, up there... Well, San Francisco. I mean, I don't think well, the there's San Francisco and then there's Berkeley, right? Mm-hmm. Berkeley's more inland, right? It's close. It's close. So is it still okay? Well, <laughs> well, give us a weather report when you get up there. I will, man. Where, I mean, it's, uh, tell us how people can find you. Those people that have been listening or watching. Um, I'm on Instagram at I am Dave Gregory. Same thing with Twitter. And well, Vine is not a thing anymore. Um, I know. How, how much did that suck? Did that piss you off? You invested yeah, a lot of. I did, man. I ha- yeah. Time into Vine <laughs> and then, funny um, shit. And then you can find me on uh, Facebook at uh, at uh, Dave Gregory or at I am Dave Gregory as well, I believe. So yeah. All right. So find Dave. Shout. Give him a shout out. Wish him the the best of luck. Thank you. Um, and Tasha, you. You know me, Tasha Courtney on Instagram and Twitter. Tasha TV on Snapchat. 
So go follow yeah. Tasha Stalker. Snapchat as well as I'm Dave Gregory. Yeah, you're both in my Snapchat feed. I get you, <laughs> I get my Tasha and Gre- Dave Gregory news back to back. Boone the Bassett on Instagram. Um, let me put the camera on Boone. So if you want to go uh, follow Boone, it's Boone the Bassett. Um, I'm <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad that that's true. Uh, I'm Dave Neal. You guys know that. Uh, this episode was filmed on the Mevo live stream camera, our fun Mevo. Yeah. So if you're listening to it and you go, oh, what do these assholes look like? You want to see the dog? You want to just see us talk? This is going to be on YouTube. Just search Dave Neal or Sex Actually on YouTube. You'll find this episode I believe it's 197 can you believe that 197 oh wow, wow. yeah fuck and what I'll are put we gonna do I'll for our 200th oh boy I don't know we should have a celebration we should let's yeah. get cake let's get a sugar free cake sugar free oh that's gonna be <laughs> sugar free cake sugar free gluten free it's Ezekiel let's bread like <laughs> some cardboard and frosting like Tasha told me to get Ezekiel bread and I'm just looking at it last night like no and I'm you just know, I started smelling the bagels and I <laughs> Ezekiel bread is good if you toast it Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. If you toast it and put my like, problem is it's still carb, it's still grain. I'm trying not to no, eat. No, but carbs. it's like a healthier. It's grain. a very healthy. It's a very healthy because I think it's sprouted, sprouted. Grains. Yeah, that's what I tried to explain that to Dave, but he wasn't willing to. Now, listen. now you know why they call it Ezekiel bread, right? It's a, from the Bible, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's yeah. It's a, Ezekiel, uh, he there was what what uh, chapter of the Bible did he make bread? Uh, I think it was chapter six. So he really made bread. Yeah, they made bread. <laughs> well, but is did it, it I don't know. It was it was a, a a recipe for bread and and about yeah. But that's like a Christian. Ver- that's like the paleo diet. It's We're like gonna the have same. to Google this after. Yeah, you could tell I want carbs so bad that I'm craving Ezekiel bread. <laughs> we got to get out of here. We're, we're at, oh we're, we got we got a minute or two. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, dude, it's been uh, it's been a journey. Our friendship has been a journey. It's good yeah. to see you again. You I knew too, I knew when you were gone. I was staying in. You know, here's what we don't realize with social media, because I don't even know if I reached out to you, but I, I was staying in touch because I could see all your shit that you were going, you know, you were posting and just, just know that you have a really good support group that's there. You've done the work to build friends mm-hmm. that believe in you and we're there whether you know it or not, but also uh, don't feel, feel free to always reach out. You know what I mean? Like it's a seven hour drive, but we're also like big supporters of you. So definitely. And by the way, yeah, you got to do that podcast. That's, yeah, I think I'm gonna start that. Uh, start on your phone if you have to. Like, start with whatever. Yeah, I'm, Just, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna start like I'm gonna start like next week, man. I think. Absolutely. Uh, you want to be my first guest? Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Fuck <laughs> yeah. We'll just p- copy this episode. Um, I would love to. And yeah, we can promote that as well when it yeah. comes out. Because you I, need to hit the ground running with podcasts. I actually, I actually have a podcast out. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's called Peanut Butter Chicken Sticks. <laughs> and uh, I did this back in like 2013. And then I have another one called WDAV. And I did this before podcast was a thing. I did this like in 2002. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they're just out there in the abyss. There's a website that has them, but I wish I don't I don't know the website anymore. So if you're if you're dying <laughs> yeah. for more Dave Gregory, go find all that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. When you get that thing off the ground, I think you'll find people. You'll really be a, a magnet for the people that need to hear your message, yeah. uh, which for this it sounds stupid to say, but there are people out there. Whenever I suffered from like really bad breakups or didn't know what I wanted to do, yeah. I would have loved to have just just to hear other n- sort of normal people talk about it because mm-hmm. it's hard, especially in the male community, to hear someone talk about being codependent or the things that drive us crazy. We just feel like idiots. And we have this shame, like, I, I, I should be fine, but, like, we feel sometimes trapped, and it's important just to hear other people talk about how they dug themselves out of the pain. And, and, yeah. and if we're here on this earth for anything, it's to um, dig ourselves out of the pain and, like, help others. You know what I mean? So you've been a... Oh, is it focused on my fucking... Oh, jeez. The camera was zoomed in on my fucking moose knuckles. Oh, boy. Mevo, what are you doing to me, Mevo? Uh, they're like, this isn't a face. Um, any, anyway, we got to wrap this episode up. Thank you so much, Dave Gregory, for being on. And Tasha Courtney, as always. Boone, uh, thanks for sleeping the whole episode. And um, yeah, go find Dave on social media. Give him a big virtual hug. And uh, thanks so much for being on. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have you back soon and we can hear some more good news. Definitely, man. Definitely. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye.